Welcome to Coaching the Whole Educator, the podcast that helps instructional coaches, teacher leaders, and school leaders. I'm Becca, former educator and school coach turned transformational coach of coaches. I'm on a mission to help you improve your educators' effectiveness and resilience, especially the ones who need it most. Each week, we'll cover quick tips, strategies, and coaching mindsets so that you can be on top of your coaching game. Are you ready? Let's dive in. And now a word from our sponsor. Hey coaches, have you ever wished you could clone yourself to save time? If your answer is yes, the Sydney platform might be right up your alley. With my own work, I use the Sydney platform to connect with my coaches and leaders and stay organized when I'm not there. The app is super easy to use, and I love the video feature where teachers can film lessons and coaches and leaders can record video reflections. This app saves me a ton of time and is a game changer in terms of being able to truly connect to my people in between visits when I'm not there. I can even stay organized with the individualized resources section for each person I'm coaching all in one place. And I don't know about you, but I like to try something before I buy it. Because of that, I've gotten Sydney to let you try the platform for free first to see if it's actually a good fit. If you're interested, go to sydney.com slash TWE to check it out and claim your free coaching package. That's S-I-B-M-E dot com forward slash T-W-E or click the link in the show notes. Hello, 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 coaches and leaders. We have an unusual episode planned for you today. I have the fantastic Tammy Shaw back on the show and we're going to flip the show a little bit and Tammy is going to ask me questions that I am going to answer. So that'll be maybe a little bit like learning about me personally, but also me professionally, my opinions, my tips. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I'm at the uh, mercy of Tammy's questions and I know she's a fantastic question asker. So I do very much trust her to ask all the questions. So um, first of all, Tammy, welcome back to the show. Thank you. I am so, this is going to be the best of our potentially like multiple episodes I've gotten to join you. This is going to be the best one because you are now the content star. So I'm really excited. (laughs) I'm very excited too. All right, great. So I am ready, Tammy. Um, Go ahead and ask me the first question. Here we go. Do you have some favorites related to like books, podcasts, movies, fiction, nonfiction, anything? Um, Let me think. Well, I have to say I'm a... I'm kind of a, a sappy movie watcher. I, I love my rom-coms. Uh, and so like one of my favorite movies is Love Actually. And, I, you know, it's it's interesting. I, my taste in movies, well, everyone will learn about this about me now. I, I get so, like my the books I read are nonfiction, like all nonfiction. All, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm learning from books. So when I sit down to watch a movie, I'm I'm interested in being entertained. And so I I just find romantic comedies the arc of the of the story. It's just like the thing my brain needs to rest. I think that's the intention of, of me watching it. So um so yeah, Love Actually is one of my my favorite movies of all time. All right. Uh, what's the best advice you've ever been given? Oh, my dad. My dad uh did many things in his lifetime. He passed away 
2006. But he, he said to me, this is really interesting. It's very small. He said, person's name is the sweetest sound to their ears. And I never forgot that. Um, he also told me, so that's like a small thing, right? Like I, and so, so I've really, and I said to you this actually earlier, I said, uh, it's important to me that I say people's names correctly, right? It's just mm-hmm. Im- important to me. And, um, he also said, what's the worst. Oh, in terms of asking for things, he always said, what's the worst that could happen? Cause like, what's the worst that could happen? They could say no. And that was always the, the, my motto in life is I ask for everything. And when I was a teacher, I asked my principal to send me to LA to meet my teaching idol. I'm not kidding you. I, I just asked when I was a teacher, I asked for things. I asked for everything I wanted. And I always, I always tell people, I'm like, ask. People are afraid to ask. I'm not what afraid. a powerful piece of advice. If you're afraid of no, you're actually afraid of the thing you say after that you, that you say when you hear no. Like Renee Brown's no language, the story you're telling yourself yeah, exactly, after the yeah. no. Yes. Okay. Those were your best advice given to you. Do you have any advice or insights or one-liners you wish you could give to everybody else? I think the thing, the advice is, I don't know if I talk enough about this. Maybe I do. And I just, I think the most important thing is human connection, like in the world. I'm like making a difference, human connection. And so I think some of the, the, advice I, I would love to share with people is like when you feel yourself disconnecting from another human, ask yourself why. And like, do you want, do you value being right over connection? Do you value like, you know, whatever the thing that's causing the disconnection, right? Do you value gossip over connection? So that's, that's the, I think that's the thing, like just really keeping in the forefront human connection with your partner, with your children, with your staff, human connection. What's something people may not know about you? When I was growing up, I was, I was like an interesting kid. I, uh, in middle school, you know, like you become socially aware in middle school, right? And suddenly like friends become really important. You become less adult focused, you're more like peer focused, right? What I became fascinated with was conversation. And I, there was a bit, I was a kind of um, like, I was very smart and like, not like, what do you call it? Like street savvy. When I, it was a learned skill for me. And I, I became fascinated. I studied people like as a, as a teen and I would watch people talk to each other. And I was got really fascinated. Like, what are they talking? What are they talking about? And I became so obsessed with listening. And when I went to college and I took intro to communications, I, they're like, write, write a paper on something communications. And people were like writing about like body image and, and media and things like that. And I was like writing about discourse. Like I was just like this nerdy freshman just being like, I'm going to study how people talk to each other. It was this interesting fascination that I had with communication at this very young age. Which shows up now in your work, the advice you just gave me that I've never thought about is I can develop a sense of humor. That is gold because I feel like I'm not a very funny person and I just have accepted that. And now maybe I can become more funny, Becca. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Yep. All right. Uh, We're going to avoid the full resume because that won't be fascinating and there's so much other cool questions to get to. But I do think people need like you mentioned teaching and you are a consultant and you have been a keynote and I feel like you've lived abroad. So like, give us your 60 second 
resume. Ready to go. Um, I, I did grow up in Miami and I thought that's, I think, I just think that's, a, it was an interesting way to grow up, not on the beach. I grew up like in a residential part of Miami. Um, and I grew up in like a really multicultural way, which was just beautiful and like a part of who I am today. Um, and I went to college in Connecticut and, um, uh, let's see, I, uh, I, I taught for four years in Atlanta and then I moved abroad, which was just like really uh character building for me. And just, it just had really interesting experiences abroad. I lived in Peru and Argentina and, um, and then I, I moved to, um, East Africa and I lived in Zanzibar, this like Island off Tanzania. And, um, it looked like, I like to say it looked like Aladdin, felt like Bob Marley, the island of Zanzibar is very cool. And then I moved to mainland Arusha, which was like, uh, or a city in Tanzania, mainland Tanzania, which is like safari, you know, think, think uh, uh, Lion King, Serengeti. Um, I live close to there. And um, gosh, and then I, I opened up a, 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 a school with someone, Sean Bennett, who I, I, uh, I recently interviewed. Uh, he's awesome. And so we, uh, we opened up school there and then, um, and then what happened? And then I moved to Charlotte and I, I taught and then, and then I was like, I, I left teaching and, uh, became a coach at a school. And I was like, and then I started becoming a life coach and I was like, wow, there's so many crossover skills. Like, why aren't we talking about mindsets? And then I started running these like specialty. I, I partnered with this other coach and we just became kind of like, we, we ran all these like I don't know what to call them workshops, I guess. They were like groups. We like ran these like groups of people and these workshops. And I became really fascinated with like the stuff that's not provided to teachers. And that's when then I, I went to consulting. And um what's interesting, my journey as a consultant, I've grown. Like if you knew me at the very beginning of my journey, I was really interested in in various other things. And I, I thought at the beginning of, of consulting, I thought I had to stay in my lane. I was very like stay in your lane, Becca don't ruffle people's feathers. Don't like do the thing. And now like the person you hear on this podcast is like, I, I, I left my lane and I'm very happy. You're not in a lane. You're in the ocean now. All of it. Yes. Yeah. So part of that is resistance. You are an expert on resistance and coaching and leading people through that and connection being part of that. If I was stuck in an elevator with you for just the floor ride from floor one to 10. So again, you have like less than 60 seconds. And I said, oh my gosh, I'm new to this. And I have a team and there are all these different personalities and they're resistant to something. What gems would you give me knowing I can't spend an hour with you or, you know, a multi-day retreat on this with you? Teach me and your listeners about resistance in a nutshell. So first of all, if if change is happening, like resistance will happen. And resistance is just a form of protection. Your teachers are protecting themselves from something, looking bad, failing, um, you know, a bunch of stuff. Uh, And resistance is always motivated by something or some things, right? So my next question is what's motivating that resistance? So I always want to ask, I always want to ask people, what do you think? is motivating their resistance. Why do you think they're resisting change? Okay, we're switching gears. Do you have a hidden talent or a superpower? Like a weird one. I can play piano. I could read music. And growing up, because I also sang, I was like in choir. I actually went to a magnet high school for singing. And because I could read music, I was in a sight reading choir. I think that means you're going to be singing your theme song for this podcast moving forward. (laughs) 
I'll give you like one acapella. to write it and rehearse it. And <laughs> I think there needs to be a new intro on the podcast that's song based. I would only do it if you would like beatbox the percussion. I think you're going to regret that request. But okay. <laughs> okay, I'm going to let you pick between choice A and choice B. An epic failure you've had or a transformational moment of any kind where it changed your perspective or your beliefs or just um, taught you something really significant. So a failure or transformational moment. Okay, awesome. Usually they go together, by the way. One of my beliefs is when we have a breakdown, there's a real opportunity for a breakthrough. And most of my breakthroughs come after a huge breakdown. Yeah. So when we have a breakdown, we have an opportunity for a breakthrough. And most of the time, your breakthroughs come from breakdowns. And and so we can essentially another way to say it also is when we have a breakdown, we have an opportunity to expand or contract from that breakdown. It could also diminish us and take us down, which a lot of people do. Yep, I will. A huge transformational moment in my life was when I was about I feel it was 30, 31 or something like that. And um, I lost a bunch of weight. Uh, I was uh, sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I had yo-yo weight for my entire life. Um, growing up, I was like bullied for being overweight, things like that. And um, I, uh, I had some friends join this like transformational gym. And they had this six-week challenge where you go... And you put down money. This is how the challenge worked. And you put down a bunch of money. And then if you lose 20 pounds, they give you your money back. And so there's like this external motivation to keep you on track when your internal motivation tuckers out. So go in and there's, and it's very community-based too. So there's a lot more, there's a lot of high-fiving group activities. So I worked out five days a week uh, and ate very, very healthily, like, like chicken breast, asparagus meals. And I lost, actually lost 19 pounds. I did not lose all 20 and did not get my money back. Yeah. And, and, and I got my life out of it. And so something I, I transformed. So I not only transformed my body, but I also transformed, I had a mindset around my physical abilities. So I spent my life telling myself, I can't do that physically. So I lived in Peru and I didn't do the Inca trail, which apparently is very moving. And it's like amazing experience to go to Machu Picchu. I took the train because I can't do that. Right. I had this mindset. I was in, um, I had a bunch of like opportunities living in Tanzania uh, to do like really incredible physical activities within Safari and Kilimanjaro and things like that. Didn't do it because I can't do physical things. So um, I really had a huge breakthrough around my own ability to physically do things. I know that I it's I have unlimited capacity to build strength whenever I want as well. It's really cool to know about you. And I also love seeing that in one of your other passion topics is growth mindset and how we misunderstand it and oversimplify it. And you can coach and consult and give keynotes that help us better understand growth mindset. I'd never seen or known that deep attachment it has for you. Yeah, I had a huge, yep. I had a huge mixed mindset around my own physical ability to be challenged, essentially. Mm -hmm. Okay, because of time, I still have a ton more questions, but I'm going to narrow a little bit. Um, And this one feels counterproductive to everything you just told us about 
health and all of that. But I really want to know. I happen to know that you like hamburgers a lot. And I want to know where your favorite hamburger exists. Where do you go? Oh, my gosh. Okay. There is a place here in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm entirely sure if the listeners really know. I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's called Bang Bang Burger. And I'm not entirely sure if it's like the juiciest burger or the whatever best made burger, but it has the toppings that I love. And let me tell you about it. It has fried pickles on top and pimento cheese. And that combo, I think, is magical. Okay. And your last question, if you're leaving everyone on this podcast with one more nugget, it can be anything you want. It can be something we should know about you. It can be your favorite quote. It can be like how they should contact you for your newest workshop topic so they can get you into their district and their organization. What's the one thing you want to leave us with? The one thing I want to leave you with is, um, you uh, you know, something that you actually were on this journey with me. Um, I I just gave this incredible opening keynote um, and it's called, the topic was the curiosity cure. And I just let everyone know, like, it was a really powerful message around the importance of utilizing curiosity to get to know people that are different than you and how to do that and, like, why to do that, right? And, um, you know, I just, I guess I want to leave people with, like, it, it's, it's really important for us to like, I'm going to go back to, to human connection. Like it's really important for us to uh, remove all the barriers within us that keep us separate from other people. And one way to do that is come from curiosity instead of judgment and being right. Um, and the tough part is our brains neurologically reward us for being right about people. There's like chemicals that get released in our brain, dopamine, adrenaline that are like, like you're right. And you know, you feel powerful and invincible when you're right. Like it, it's neurologically, it happens. And so the thing I think I want to leave everyone with is like, go to your loved ones, look at what's, what's, you know, in the people you work with, like what's in the way of you being connected to those people? Like how potentially are you being right in your brain or having um, disconnection be there? Like, what do you need to give up or how do you need to think differently about it for there to be connection? Because there's always an opportunity for connection. Always, always, always. Beautiful. Thanks for letting me interview you. Thank you for interviewing me. This is so interesting. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. We wanted to keep it light because this is being published during the week of Thanksgiving. And if you're interested in some additional free professional development, we just created a free resources section on our website. So feel free to head to thewholeeducator.com and right at the top, you'll see free resources. So we hope you enjoy and that they are impactful to you and your schools. And until next time, just remember, don't treat people the way you want to be treated. Treat them how they want to be treated. Take care.